Say you're a professional landscaper. You're not just tough. You're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X-Series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max-out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X-Series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional-grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Hey, everyone. I'm Megan Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome to the show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co-hosts and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. This is episode 93 of Sorta Awesome, and I'm joined today by a very special guest co-host, Becky Rappenchuk. Now, you might know Becky by another name, Clean Mama. She is the owner and entrepreneur behind the website Clean Mama and the home product shop Clean Mama Home, which helps readers and fans learn how to keep a clean and tidy home no matter how messy or overwhelmed they may be. Now, Becky's signature cleaning routine and natural homekeeping methods are used and loved by thousands and thousands of people, and she is the go-to cleaning expert for media, websites, and magazines all over the world. Becky is most proud of her work as a mom of three little ones, and those three little ones keep things fun and add reality to her clean house expectations in the best possible way. So, Becky, welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hi, Megan. It's nice to be here. So glad to have you here. Becky and I have known each other through the world of blogging for years and years. So, Becky, it is <laughs> such a treat to finally have you on Sorta Awesome. I'm so excited. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. Well, we are welcoming spring in our part of the world. And that means that some of us are thinking maybe we should do a little spring cleaning around here. So mm. I figured it is the perfect time to have Becky come on and talk about that a little bit as well as maybe share a homekeeping confession or two. We'll see what we can get out of her. And we'll get to all of that in just a minute. But first, Becky, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with Awesome of the Week. What is awesome in your life right now? Well, there are quite a few good things, but probably the thing that I'm most excited about is discovering um, dry shampoo. <laughs> oh, fun. You know, we talk about this a lot in our community. This is a hot topic. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yes. Tell me what you have found. Well, I I, um, I have a book coming out next week, and so that's also awesome ah, and exciting. Yes. But um, I have a couple um, back-to-back sort of interviews and different situations where I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do my hair. <laughs> Or have it done professionally, so I thought I better try finding some um, dry shampoo. So I've been sure. trying the Living Proof um, 
brand and I love it. So that was, that's my super awesome to me. (laughs) Yes. So the living proof brand is the one you like, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, definitely. We are always talking about that and people are always like, tell me your best recommendation for the dry shampoo. Well, I haven't tried multiple brands or anything like that. And I I mean, there's a couple other apps out there, but I just was like, I just have to get something. So I have an option in case I have bad hair and... (laughs) Yeah, it can be such a lifesaver. Totally. <laughs> so where have I been like for the last, you know, I don't know, however long dry shampoo's been around. I've never tried it. So, so it's good. <laughs> fun. Okay. I'm definitely going to remember that. And it is so funny that you said that because we did not compare notes or anything before we started recording, but my awesome of the week is actually hair related too. Oh, yes. <laughs> This is so funny because I like really rarely talk about hair stuff because for the past, I don't know, five years or so, so that's about coincidentally the amount of time since I got pregnant with the twins, I, my hair has just been totally like wash and go. I have not put a lot of thought into it. In fact, it's, it's up in a bun on the top of my head right now, but I have to tell you, I have started kind of watching a few makeup tutorial channels on YouTube. I don't know if you've Me ever too. watched any of these. Aren't they so fun? Just this last week, I'm like obsessed. So they, they are so easy to obsess about. It's like they're so addicting. Once you start watching one, you want to start watching a few more. So I had been checking out a few makeup um, tutorials. And I noticed too that a, a lot of those makeup gurus on YouTube, their hair looks really nice too. And that kind of got me thinking you know, it's so fun to just play around with different makeup products and techniques. Maybe I should spend a little time just playing around with some hair stuff, which I have not done in a long time. So since it is spring and we're going into summer and it's kind of a a nice time to play around with those things, I thought I want to try doing the big, like wavy curl look, not a tight curl, but like the big waves, like beachy waves. Mm -hmm. And so... I had checked out, I of course just typed into YouTube like wavy hair tutorial and watched a few of those. And I saw that one curling iron that um, kept getting mentioned over and over again is one by a a company called Hot Tools. And apparently lots of salons even use this particular brand. But so Hot Tools has this extra large barrel curling iron. It's a one and a half inch barrel curling iron. And lots and lots of the Um, YouTubers that were doing these tutorials were talking about how much they love this one. And um, the price point on this one is $35. So it's not on the cheapest end of a curling iron, but it's definitely not the most expensive one you can buy. It's really right in that mid range. So I went ahead and ordered it from Amazon. And I have to tell you, it really has been so fun just to play around with um, just actually doing my hair for a change. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there have been a few, there's a little bit of a learning curve, um, like the barrel, the clip that you clip your hair in with, it only, it's like a half clip. It only covers half of the barrel. So you can, you can actually use it that way, like a traditional curling iron, or if you're a little advanced, you can use it as like a curling wand. So you're not actually even clipping your hair in. I've been experimenting with that. I'm not, huh. very, not very good with that technique yet. That's going to take a little bit more practice for me. Um, There's a few other things like figuring out the temperature dial and those types of things that have been a little bit of a learning curve. But again, Becky, like all things in life right now, if you don't know how to do it, you just search for a video on YouTube. Right. I know. (laughs) Well, that's a good one. I have, I use a one and a half inch barrel um, to do, cause I have like, do like the big curls. Yes. 
in my hair. And um, that's, but I have been looking for a slightly hotter curling iron. So maybe the hot tools would be the one that, that would do the trick. <laughs> it does. You can set it really hot. So you may <laughs> want to check this one out. I did have to experiment with it a little bit with it because it does get really hot. So yeah. So that's so fun and funny that we both had hair related awesomes of the week this week. Right, so right. Funny. Well, we were talking about things to have fun with. Now, the topic we're going to cover today, Becky, is something that some people genuinely have a great time with, and that's all kinds of homekeeping um, tips and tricks and hacks. And for other people, it may not be the most fun topic ever, but I know you're going to bring so much fun and so much enthusiasm for this topic because this is something that you have really focused in on for years and you have really built such a following of people who are so loyal to your system. It's working for so many people. But here is my first question that I have been dying to ask you for a long time. Because I know that you are personality type. You're like me. You're an ENFP. (laughs) And we are not traditionally known for keeping up with our housekeeping chores and all of those types of things. So I have got to start by asking you, how did you find yourself in this realm of of work as an ENFP, somebody who, again, we're, we're not always known for this, but you have really found a way to make it work. I want to hear this whole story. Okay. Well, it's long. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Um, well, I'm an art teacher. That was what I um, originally, that's what I went to school to be. I taught, uh, I've taught every level from preschool all the way up to 12th grade. Okay. Um, and so I'm a very artistic um, person. I And I also love teaching. So that being an art teacher is kind of was like the perfect fit for me yeah. um, at that time. And as I, I taught for 10 years, so during that time period, I um, developed some systems and ways of doing things and keeping the classroom clean. I mean, it was, I, that was probably the thing that I struggled with the most Okay, <laughs> was yeah, embracing definitely. the mess of an art classroom. I can only imagine. Yes, <laughs> definitely. But still having some a semblance of order and because you can't, you, you can't be in charge of 600 students and it'd be a free for all. I mean, it just can't. Right. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So when I, I taught middle schoolers first and then moved to elementary and I taught elementary and high school at the same time for a couple of years, but the bulk of my career was all elementary. Okay. And at that time I would have like 550 to 600 students because wow. uh, I taught the whole school. And, um, I, I I loved that order and organization and the caddies on the table with the art supplies and getting everything set up for projects and figuring out how I was going to move 25 kids through a printmaking station or sure, um, yes. how we were going to make pinch pots or, you know, different things that um, you do as an art teacher. And then, um, and then having to keep that artwork through the trimester and displaying the artwork. I mean, there was just so many little details involved and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of flourished in the organizational aspect of teaching art. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was like the perfect mix for me of free spirit, artistic to like teaching and organization. And when I was teaching, there were, as you can imagine, were a lot of messes, especially when you're teaching 
you know, first and second oh graders. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> <lot> imagine. Yes. <laughs> a lot of shirts that went home with stains and different things like that. And I would send little cards to the parents that would say how to clean up, <laughs> get the paint off the shirt or yes. you know, use this on this stain or whatever, a little apology notes per se. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I love it. And so thoughtful too. <laughs> Well, I mean, even though they had art shirts, it just didn't, you know, we had fun. So yes. anyways, I um, taught for a little bit after my daughter was born, our first child, and and then was able to um, quit and be a stay-at-home mom. And during that time period, I struggled with that balance of you're at home all day and you're exhausted. Yes. <laughs> Overwhelmed. But, you know, in a good way, but like trying to keep a house clean. And because I, messes make me crabby. I mean, I'll just, I'll just say it. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. So, which is, I mean, it, it's better to know. Yes, totally. <laughs> know that, and, and then try to fight it. So like, let's just, you know, put it out there. If a place is messy, it's, I probably will be a little bit crabby. About it. <laughs> totally get it. Yes. <laughs> and so at that point I was using a lot of like traditional cleaners, bleach, you know, in my classrooms, I use bleach like crazy because I had, you know, disinfecting from all the kids and all that because I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. But I would also leave with a headache or being lightheaded at some point. Sure. I bet. I bet. (laughs) During the day. And then um, there was an incident where my daughter sprayed some cleaner on her and I had to call the poison control and it was scary. And then I started looking at like safer cleaning methods. And so she was about a little bit over a year. And that was when I kind of started this journey <laughs> towards more natural cleaning. And then we had a, another child and I, we needed a, we're looking for a little more income. And I decided I was going to try to sell, um, a cleaning product. Mm-hmm. So it was an MLM and that was kind of where it started. And the, my upline encouraged me to start a blog. And so I said, absolutely not. I'm never doing that. Internet's crazy. Yes. (laughs) And then I did. (laughs) And so I was talking about my products and, um, and that was probably when I started, when I met you, Megan. That's right. Yes. Through sort of crunchy. Mm -hmm. But then I was also sharing the cleaning routine that I was doing because it was actually working. So I started sharing that on the blog with the products, but people were gravitating towards the routine. Oh, I see. So they they liked what you were putting out in terms of like, here is how I actually do it um, with these products. But they're like, no, tell us more about how you're actually making these routines work. Exactly. So that shift happened. I started selling my printables and was like, I was the first Etsy shop that actually had like the downloadable homekeeping kits and printables. And so I started doing that and that way overtook the other. And so I let the other, the products go, Uh focused on the printables, focused on my blog. And then that's kind of how it kind of took off from there. But I think that the, the main, how was I able to like, how did I make that jump? (laughs) It's, I mean, it's interesting because I, I um, definitely, the, the best parts of the NFP work, I've made them work in my business. That <laughs> like totally the makes sense. Yeah. You know, sense. I've done different things while I've been running the blog. I mean, I worked full time for a university for three years while I was doing my blog. I've always had other things kind of 
in the fire because it's just been an interesting time, you know, from a like market standpoint, like <laughs> financial standpoint, whatever. But sure. um, so I've always had other things going and, and I've always been like that. I mean, I, when I was teaching, I worked at a pizza shop and pottery barn, like on the side. <laughs> right, right. Well, definitely, you know, ENFPs, we love to have a lot of different things going on. So we don't get bored with one thing. We like to have lots of different things happening at the same time. <laughs> and and I always do better. Like I'm much more productive when I have more things, but I've let go of so many things just because you just can't. You can't. Right. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but and interestingly enough about the ENFP, I... Um, when I first took the test, it was through um, premarital counseling. My husband and I took it together. And we're at polar opposites, except for he's also an E. But other than that, we're like, I'm 100% feeling. He's not. Like, yes. He's like zero feeling. I mean, we're like total polar opposites, interestingly. <laughs> and yep. I don't know if it was like last year or the year before, I started thinking, I read through like ENFP descriptions again. And I was like, am I really an ENFP? Uh-huh. Am I still an ENFP? And I took it and I still am. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I think that is so common for ENFPs to really start wondering, like, am I really this? I I hear mostly ENFPs kind of questioning if they are not. And I think that's because there's a huge variety in how this personality type expresses itself. And, you know, you're talking about how even going back to when you were teaching that you loved the creative aspect as well as having those organizational routines in place. And really... Lots of ENFPs really do like to have an organizational routine in place. We, we enjoy that. It helps our brains work better. I think the biggest thing that we can be challenged by is being consistent with it over mm-hmm. time. So I would love to hear a little bit more. And let's just back up for just a minute and explain that in your home care system, just overall, that you have people that you teach people how to do a little bit of home care each day. Correct. And so each day of the week um, on your cleaning calendar is assigned to something, whether it's floors or dusting or whatever. And so I would really love to hear how you discovered for yourself that that worked best for you, because I know, um, you know, a lot of people kind of tend to do one big housekeeping day, but you have come up with a system that again, it's working for thousands of people that says, let's break it down and do just a bit every day. Right, right. And I think I was the one that was cleaning on Saturdays. And when my husband and I were first married, we didn't have kids for five years. So we were, it was just the two of us in our little apartment, or then we moved to a townhouse. It was, and so on Saturday, I would clean the house. He went and he had another job. So he would go do his job. I'd clean and then it would be clean and we'd, you know, have the weekend and whatever. But it was a teeny tiny space and it was just the two of us. But even at that point, I was still finding on Wednesday that it wasn't like, how I wanted it. Now, sure. if I were to go back to those Wednesdays, that house was probably totally immaculate compared right. to how it is now. <laughs> yes. You know, like you have to adjust those standards um, with children, which is great. I mean, it's awesome. But I mean, I know that I probably like fretted over things as a 23, 24, well, I don't know, 25, 26, 27 year old that I would never fret about now. So yes. <laughs> um, so that was kind of how it started is just thinking, how in the world is this going to work? And I remember having a conversation with a colleague that I taught with, and we were both art teachers and both kind of on the, we like the organization, not so much the mess, 
but how can we make it work? Yes. <laughs> sort of, we were on that same plane and just talking about how we how we could manage keeping our house clean when we're working and like, what do you do? And so we started researching different systems and programs and different things and reading books. And I think I probably got into it a little bit more than she did, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But it'd be safe to say, yeah. (laughs) And then I started thinking, I'm going to do this. Like, like I envisioned in my head. I mean, I remember I was, I mean, I was, wasn't even 30 thinking, you remember those dish towels that my grandma had and it was like, uh, it was, they were like embroidered and Monday is washing day or whatever. Yes, My grandmother had those as well. And so that came to my mind at that point. And I started thinking, well, what could I do every day? Cause I'm like a vintage, I love like old stuff. I love antiques and vintage things. And it just totally like brought something to my mind. (laughs) But that was kind of what I was thinking of. And then I started thinking, well, what would I want done on Monday? And I experimented with different things and what worked. And I found that because I hate cleaning bathrooms, I did that on Monday and got it out of the way for the week. Very smart. So, (laughs) and then I, through all my research, I realized you've got to dust before you vacuum, which makes sense because if you're shaking up all that dust, it's going to fall to the floor. So then I decided that Tuesday would be dusting day. And then after you dust, you vacuum. So Wednesday's vacuum day. You vacuum your floors before you wash them. So Thursday is floor washing day. <laughs> and then because I'm realistic and understand that I'm not going to always have time to do dusting or clean bathrooms, or things get in the way, then Friday is catch all day. So it's the day of grace. It's a day to catch up on anything that's not accomplished. And, or if I'm like super, you know, rock star and have everything done, which I don't usually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I created the system. Like, it's for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, then Fridays, I um, do the catch all day and catch up on things or, um, I almost always go grocery shopping on Fridays. So I'll make like a little, um, list of what's on what we want to eat for the next week or through the weekend and um, do that. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I do sheets and towels. And the reason for that is that the kids can help. Ooh, that's <laughs> and so smart. Get, you know, my, oh, my two older kids can help, you know, get the sheets off the bed and get stuff going and we can move through the, that process. And it also allows them to, while I'm working with their sheets and doing that, we, look through their room and declutter, clean things up, make sure that they, they've taken care of their laundry and that sort of thing too. So that's kind of how it works. And then on Sundays, it's a day of rest and we observe that. So that's to the best of my ability. I try not to do any housework. (laughs) You know, I have actually thought about this. um, And I think that that Friday being a catch all day and having some flexibility, I have to think that's got to be a huge part of what makes this work probably for a lot of P-type personalities, because those of us who are P-types like to know that we have flexibility. We may not always need it, but we like to know that 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 possibility of flexibility is kind of built into any schedule that we're working in. And I think having one day that, like you said, it's just, it's like reality day. Like there's going to be things that didn't get tackled during the week and I can go back and do it. Or, Hey, if I was on top of everything, then I have a little time off here on this Friday morning. So I, I really think that the way that that has shaped up makes so much sense. 
um, really for any personality type, but especially for those of us who really feel constricted by too tight of a routine. Right, right. It's definitely loose. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And I love that too, that Saturday morning of checking in with your kids' rooms. I have found that that is, that as, as my girls have gotten older and now they're in the tween stage of life, rather than staying on top of them about their rooms all the time or just doing it myself, having that space on Saturday morning to be like, listen, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to make sure everything is cleaned up in here, trash is out, you know, all of the things mm-hmm. has really helped us have, it's helped me have more peace during the week because if the room gets really trashed during the week, I'm like, well, at least on Saturday morning, I know we can deal with this situation. Right. Right. Yeah. And and those, I mean, the older they get, it's interesting because when they're little, it's just toys strewn from one end to the other. Uh But when they're older, it's like more like weird stuff. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) To put it mildly. Yes. (laughs) What is this doing here? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's the same thing. It's just a different form, I guess. <laughs> so true. It really is. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time to kind of run through that story because I think it's just so fascinating. I didn't know the part about you being an art teacher, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I have to tell you that um, you you know, as somebody who listens to the show, that something we do often around here is just share our little confessions about various things. I would love to know. Here you are, your clean mama. Again, thousands of people follow your advice and your cleaning recipes and your routine, all of these things for home care and keeping. But I would love to know if you have any homemaking confessions to share with us. <laughs> well... I probably have a lot, <laughs> but share I, as many as you want. <laughs> uh, a couple of things that if, if someone is a reader of my blog, you may or may not know this, but I don't sort the kids laundry at all. I just throw it all in. Yeah. So, and my older kids will do their own laundry, but I don't like separate whites or darks or anything. I just yes. wash it all together, which I have never had a single pair of clothing from my kids ruined. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of that, too. That's exactly what we do around here. And I genuinely have never had anything come out looking pink instead of white or anything like that. So, And I think kids' clothes tends to be kind of like more brights anyways than like all, you know, like I have white shirts that I don't wash with my jeans. I just don't because whatever. But for them, it's fine. And then they outgrow it so fast. Well, that's so, true too. You know, yeah. the, I think that that definitely kind of helps that. Um, I mean, if you could see my office right now, it's, I have so much, I mean, it's a disaster. So a cleaning confession is sometimes, well, a lot of times my office is, I mean, I have it stacked with different projects and different things. Things are not filed or sorted. Mm-hmm. It's tax season. Oh my gosh, I'm going yes. absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Listen, right now, as we speak, my dining room table is covered with papers for tax season. Okay, so it's my coffee table and my office, but yes. I'm right there with you on that for sure. You know, I think it's interesting. I do think that a big function of being an intuitive type, which ENFPs are, all of us in types, we do have a tendency in our work areas to look messy. When I was teaching, oh my gosh, my classroom and desk were just stacks and stacks of paper. Um, 
both my husband and I work from home. We're both intuitive types. And to look at our workspaces, you'd be like, how can you get anything done? But somehow, for intuitive types, it makes sense to kind of have these stacks and um, things. Like, we understand what's going on. We can see the order. But anybody else who would be looking at it would be like, this is a huge mess. Especially our sensing types would look at it and be like, how can you work like this? (laughs) But for intuitive types, for some reason, that approach to um, our workspaces tends to work. Yeah, I definitely think... If my office is messy, it means I've got some good stuff going on. (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. Um, And then, I mean, I had said it before, but I hate cleaning bathrooms. I mean, like, hate, hate (laughs) cleaning bathrooms. And it's so funny. In my book, I talk about how, as a child, my job was to clean um, the bathrooms. My sister and I would switch Uh with our bathroom. My mom had like an ammonia water like mixture that we'd spray on the floor and we'd like hand wash the floor and everything around the toilets and everything. And I thought, I mean, I thought it was the end of the world when it was my turn (laughs) to clean those bathrooms. And now with boys, I'm like, what was I complaining about? (laughs) Yes. That is the solid truth right there. Yeah. So I still hate cleaning bathrooms and, but I do even I had, I didn't used to until boys, but, um, <laughs> like every week, like I like spray the entire toilet, like from the top all the way down to the base underneath and around the base, yeah. everything. I mean, that gets cleaned every week because it needs it. And if I let it go for longer, I mean, sometimes I have to do it more than once a week. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you get to know your toilet so well when you have boys using it regularly. So true. So anyway, I mean, that's, I guess that those are a couple of my cleaning confessions. That's so good. I love that you um, really have the the understanding of like, I hate to do bathrooms. So let's just assign that to Monday and just get it out of the way. Yeah. In your it's system. Eat the frog, right? Exactly. The whole <laughs> eat the frog philosophy. It definitely is. So, well, let's switch gears a little bit because like I said at the top of today's episode, it is spring here in our part of the world. And so a lot of people are kind of thinking, you know, it's spring. Traditionally, people like to do a spring clean, whether it's cleaning out their yard and, you know, all, getting rid of all of the sticks and all of the things that have come down during the winter and all of those things or inside their homes doing a little sprucing up, getting ready for spring and summertime weather. And I would love to hear from you because all of us, of course, are on a spectrum of how much time we have to devote to doing a real spring clean. And sometimes if you don't have, if you think I don't have time to actually spring clean anything this year, um, then you may skip these things altogether. But I was wondering if you had any suggestions for people who are a little short on time, but want to do maybe just like a quick spring clean around their house, what, what areas would you suggest that people really target and try to tackle in this spring season? Well, I mean, it really depends on your level of what you want to do. I mean, I think when spring hits and you start opening those windows up, I think everyone gets just a little, like a little dose of like, let's clean this place up or let's do something. Yeah, um, especially when the sun starts shining in and you can see like you all can the see things the dust and dirt. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so a couple things that I think, I mean, if I had to pick one thing that I like that signals spring cleaning and that I always do, it's my windows. 
Oh, good. Um, yeah. I mean that, and it's, I mean, that's kind of quintessential spring cleaning, cleaning the windows. If you don't have time for it and your budget allows, you know, by all means hire someone to clean your windows. I, I did that one time because they were building in our neighborhood and it was so bad on the upper window. I mean, I just couldn't even, uh, yeah. I couldn't get to it and get it clean enough. And, um, and it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how clean these windows are. And they were done in an, like an hour. I mean, it's so insulting because it can take you a whole day. Oh my gosh, that's the truth. Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we're done. What? <laughs> yep. Those professionals, they just knock it right out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how I, I don't know, the, the windows are the one thing that I have to do. And like when I say, I mean, I'm, we're, I'm washing the panes the tracks, the sills, like the whole thing, because I like to have the windows open. And if you have the windows open and there's dirt on that track, I mean, it doesn't look great. It might not, you know, it might not bother everyone, but it's something that I kind of feel like I have to have to do. (laughs) That that makes Uh, a lot of sense too, because doing the windows, especially like doing a deep clean of the windows, that's not something that we usually make time for in our sort of weekly cleaning routines. So that totally makes sense that if there is a time of year that you're going to be like, just bite the bullet and get these things cleaned up, totally makes sense to do it in the spring. Yeah. And there's like, you don't have to do it with like spray and newspapers or cloth or whatever. You can use a squeegee and dip it in window cleaning solution and squeegee your windows. And it's so fast and you're going to get that same effect that the that the professionals get when they um, come to wash your windows. So it's That's um, a great tip. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I don't I don't mind and and I don't know, for some reason it just kinda makes everything feel light and bright because you're letting more you you don't realize how dirty they are until you clean them. <laughs> Which is good and bad, right? Right. <laughs> so that's you know, that's one that's like my where I kind of start is like that. Some people, I mean, if you're just decluttering, that's a great spring cleaning, you know, tip. Like just to declutter one space or one surface area. You don't have to clean your whole home or, you know, start where you where you can. And, you know, if that counter in your kitchen is driving you nuts with papers or whatever you have, like, piled up on it, just clear it. Wipe yeah. it down. Put those things away. And then... See if you feel like doing something else. And if you don't, fine. <laughs> if you want to continue, find something else that needs to be needs to be cleaned. I mean, I like to have like a whole like floor to ceiling spring clean because that is something that I really en- I enjoyed doing that, which sounds strange. But I mean, if I said I hated it, like you probably wouldn't be interested in my blog. <laughs> no, it totally makes sense. And I... You know, it's kind of like, you know, everybody is in their, you know, different, they have different things going on. So there have been some years when I'm like, I can't even imagine trying to tackle anything right now. But there's lots of years when it feels really good and refreshing and re-energizing to uh, tackle some of the things that have definitely gotten put off, especially through the winter months and just get ready for all of the beautiful weather that's ahead. So Right. And then just clean your house and then go outside and just stay out there, right? Totally. <laughs> so that no one is, messes it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Such a good plan. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think in carpets are a great thing to spring clean too. If Usually I can, I can have our carpets clean for a couple hundred dollars or you can go and buy a carpet cleaner or rent one. Um, 
and, you know, clean your carpets that way. That's something that's, you don't, and you don't have to clean all your carpets. You could clean like your family room or just your steps or the hallway between the bedrooms, you know, just one thing to, you know, kind of make a little progress on that. And, you know, I, it doesn't always have to be all or nothing. And I think that sometimes people get kind of stuck in that world of like everything has to be clean all the time or it's not even worth it because, and that's not how it is. You know, it's, it is just little bits every day. And, you know, even if you're two steps forward and one back and then, well, you're two steps forward the next day. And it's not, I mean, I don't know. I think a little dose of realism and understanding that this is for the people I love. And if it's a mess and we're having fun, it's fine. (laughs) That's true. That's so true. And we are big on, you know, staying grounded in reality around here. So definitely sometimes just giving yourself permission to just do even if it's a little bit Mm -hmm. and just know, you know, okay, if I get to more than I do, and that's great. But if not, at least I've done a little bit. Sometimes we just need somebody to give us permission to um, do what we can. So one, even if it's, I mean, you could even say, I'm just going to set the timer for 10 minutes and I'm going to work on this little list that I have here. And when the timer goes off, I'm done. And if I didn't get that, area completely clean from top to bottom, that's fine. It's okay. (laughs) That's right. You know, you at least made a dent in it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, through the years, you have put together a variety of, like you mentioned, the printables, the all kinds of guides for cleaning. You have experimented with different cleaning recipes to make your own homemade cleaners. You have tried different store-bought cleaners. So I would love to know, I mean, you've been doing this for years. I would love to know, do you have um, either a cleaning product or a practice, anything in the realm of home care and keeping that you're kind of like, this one thing has saved my life? Well, I mean, I don't know if it would save my life, <laughs> but I think that microfiber is like the best invention. Aha! Yeah. So, and I um, and I do carry the microfiber cloths in my in my shop, um, but I mean, any kind of microfiber that you can use <laughs> is great because it has it's like has these little teeny tiny fibers that pick things up and hold it. Yeah. Instead of spreading it around or, I mean, it's just, it's a great invention and it makes cleaning easier. It, it really does. And it's, um, what all do you find you use microfiber for around mm-hmm. the house? Well, I use it for any surfaces, like cleaning, like bathrooms. I use it for dusting, deep cleaning, windows, um, window sills. There's, I mean, pretty much anything. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Just yeah. like anything that you need to clean, you can whip out the microfiber and get it cleaned up. Right. Well, and now they have there's like microfiber dusters and microfiber floor pads, so you can wash your floors with it. And I mean, the thing, so they've kind of infiltrated it in everything. And if you embrace it, <laughs> you'll see that it it makes your cleaning much quicker. Yes. And um, I mean, the one, the one warning, I would have a couple warnings about it. The first one is if you're cleaning your bathrooms, don't use the same one to clean the entire bathroom. Use a separate one for your toilet oh, and okay. sink, you know, because you don't want to cross-contaminate the yes. surfaces. Um, and then also never use fabric softener. 
with it. Yes. I learned that that lesson the hard way. Definitely. You have to keep it separate from any of your softener things. Yes. So I, I mean, I have a bucket on my washing machine and so I throw like any microfiber cloths in there and then when the bucket's full, I wash it, all of those together by themselves without anything else. And then I throw it in the dryer and, you know, get them ready to be put back into rotation. But to me, that's like the one, the one product that I, I mean, I could live without it, sure, but it, it makes cleaning better. <laughs> cleaning better. I love it. That is so helpful to know. Okay. Well, here's the last thing I really cannot wait to hear about this week, your brand new book. Simply Clean came out. Would love to hear a little bit more from you, kind of the behind the scenes of this book, kind of what topics you cover, uh, what people can look forward to finding in Simply Clean. And um, just, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the book that you just released. Yeah, well, the, the fun thing about the book is that it's I've it's been in my head since I was in my 20s looking for a book to tell me how to clean my house. Oh, awesome. And, <laughs> and I never found that book because I found all different um, ideas and guides and manuals, but nothing really worked for me. It wasn't, um, I kind of wanted like someone just to say, do this and then this and then this yes, and then maybe this, you know, like more of like a method. And so the book has been in my head for a long time. And um, I, I wrote another book in 2014, it was, it's the organically clean home. And that book has like 150 different cleaning recipes in it, which was great. And it was a publisher contacted me, they had the book in mind, and then and wanted me to write it. Uh-huh. So that was how that worked. But this book has always been like, in my head. And after the first book, I wasn't sure if I was wanted to write it. Yes. <laughs> this book, it's a big process. It's a big process. It is. <laughs> but I have an agent and she was the one that like really helped me through the process and made it like something I could do, I guess, yeah. <laughs> something I could tackle. So we, um, she, we pitched it to a bunch of different publishers and I, the feedback was amazing. So I knew that it was a good idea and I ended up going with Simon and Schuster and through a touchstone is the um, publishing group through Simon and Schuster that uh-huh. is actually putting the book out. So that was kind of how that worked. Wrote it, we wrote the book pretty, or I wrote the book pretty quickly and turned it around. But that's my, it's been in my head for so long. It was like so great to just have it like all on paper. Yes, I bet. <laughs> uh, I bet. And the thing with the book that it includes is it has lots of checklists because people love checklists Absolutely. and seeing that progress moving along, knowing you're getting somewhere with something (laughs) Uh and then following the method. And I have a, there's like a seven day kickstart to get you started kind of trying to figure out how you're going to do a cleaning routine. And then there's a a 28 day challenge as well that moves you through that routine for over three weeks, well, four weeks so that you're actually making that a habit and figuring out how you're going to fit it into your life. Because just for me to say, hey, go wash your bathrooms every month or clean your bathrooms every Monday and dust every Tuesday. Some people can take that and run with it, but not every, it's overwhelming for other people. Right. Because yes. once you're trying to figure and fit it into your life, that's when it's a little bit more complicated. So the book talks about that. It talks about 
for the people that are ready to move from daily habits to um, weekly routines to now we want to add in some like a rotating, you know, cleaning checklist. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you clean those other things through the year with everything else? So it it goes through all those methods and takes the reader's hand and leads them through it. But it also, um, I'm extremely realistic. I understand what it's like to work 60 hours a week and travel at the same time right. <laughs> or to have, you know, three little kids that need me. I mean, there's certain things, there's times in your life when it, it doesn't work. Yeah. All the, you know, nothing's going to work at every single time of your life. So it talks about how to morph it into what you need kind of past that as well. And then I just, I have um, some new cleaning recipes in the book too. So there's, there's that and talks about, talk about different cleaning caddies and how putting together a cleaning caddy is helpful for actually cleaning. Yes. <laughs> so kind of talking about building that for yourself so that you're setting yourself up for success. And I have a lot of quick tips and things that, um, that work. Um, like for instance, here's a quick tip. So instead of buying like all different socks, like especially for kids, it works really well just to buy one type of sock. <laughs> Gosh, so, so true. Yeah, white socks or whatever, and and then just throw them in a basket. Don't fold them. Just throw them in a basket in their drawer or in their closet or whatever you know makes sense for your family. And then you don't have to sort those socks. You <laughs> or fold them or anything, and they just grab two and put them on their feet and then go out the door. <laughs> we have so. kind of stumbled into that solution too because. It's so funny when we, you know, we talk about things that we hate in terms of taking care of our homes. I hate socks and shoes because I feel like they're always missing and somebody's always asking me, you know, where's where's this sock or where's this shoe? So we have one drawer that's part of an armoire by our front door and everybody's socks, everybody's shoes go in there. Now, one thing that is, has been a little tricky is one of my daughters loves to have fun and funky socks. And so... <laughs> Oh, it's such a nightmare to kind of make sure that everything gets landed back in there. But my other daughter, her school uniform, they can only wear solid color socks. Okay. So that has been a huge relief. Um, but yes, that makes a big difference. I don't, I don't match anybody's socks anymore. They're just all in the sock drawer and you're welcome to figure it out for yourself. Right. Well, and it's just those little, little things that all add up to, you know, systems that you put into place that actually work and you know everyone's going to have a different system and you know if it's someone that opens a drawer and they don't see their socks all stacked up perfectly like yes you know then obviously this is not going to be a solution that will work for you (laughs) sure sure yeah it just depends your preference and yeah and figuring out what works absolutely that is so fun and you know I was thinking when you mentioned the cleaning caddies that is one thing um that I go back to your blog time and time again to like make sure you know just kind of for inspiration because (laughs) I love a cleaning caddy. And now it all makes sense going back to your art teacher days with the caddies, with the supplies on the desks. I love that. But I love a well-organized and well-stocked cleaning caddy. And I have found so much inspiration from the ones that you have put together. I often am just like, well, I don't even know what to pick for this. So what did Becky like? Okay, then that's what I'll buy. (laughs) Well, and it makes it so much easier because everything's there. Yes. And you're not searching for anything. So when you do only have 10 minutes to do something, you just grab it and go. And it's otherwise, if you're searching 
And then the phone rings, you're sidetracked and derailed and you forgot you were cleaning anyways. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Or maybe that's just me. (laughs) No, it's me too. That's for sure. That's for sure. Easily distracted, right? (laughs) So, okay. So for Simply Clean, we can find it at, at Amazon. Is that right? You can Amazon, any any place that books are sold, okay. um, Barnes & Noble. It's, on, it's an audio book, and it's also available on iTunes and Google Play and all wow. those places, too. So, so Simply Clean, you can find it in all the places that you go <laughs> to find books. I love that. Well, before we wrap up, I'd love for you to share where we can find you on social media. Now, listen, hundreds of thousands of people have already found you and already following you for these little doses of inspiration and advice. But just in case somebody has not come across your work yet, where can we find you all around the web? On Facebook, I'm Clean Mama and Instagram at Clean Mama. Pinterest at Clean Mama and Twitter. It's at Clean Mama blog. So because when I went to find the Twitter, someone already taken it. I know it's so tricky. It is definitely. Well, we would love to hear your follow-up thoughts on all things spring cleaning, whether it's personalities and cleaning or tips and tricks that you have come across that are making your life a little bit more awesome. So don't forget, you can find me on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. We are on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod, and you can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Becky, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share this home care and keeping inspiration with us this week. Thanks, Megan. It was a pleasure. So excited. Happy cleaning. Happy cleaning. That's right. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffer, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at sortaawesomeshow.com, where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at progermusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly awesome.